I need you to hear this. You are still you, Simon. You are still the same son who I love to tease and who your father depends on for just about everything. And you're the same brother who always compliments his sister on her food, even when it sucks. But you get to exhale now, Simon. You get to be more than you have been in a very long time. You deserve everything you want. This quote is meant to be the resounding climax of Jennifer Gardner's monologue as the mother of a teenage son who has just come out to her as being gay in the 2018 American romantic comedy film, Love, Simon. The movie was a milestone because it marked one of the first times, if not the first time, that a mainstream movie for general release specifically marketed to a teen and young adult audience featured a positive portrayal of a queer romantic storyline and a somewhat realistic depiction of what it is like for a high school teenager to come out to friends and family. Because of the film's historic nature, my spouse and I pre-ordered our tickets, bravely and proudly stood in the long lines and waded through the sea of people half our age to watch the movie on opening night, seated in the front row. As a queer person, it was an incredible an emotional experience to get to see a movie that I was not sure I would get to see in my lifetime. It was an opportunity to celebrate how far that acceptance of the queer community has come, at least as far as mainstream media is concerned, that such a movie was not only made, but seen and turned into a critical box office success. I teared up through most of Jennifer Gardner's monologue and joined in the round of applause in the theater once the movie was over and the final credits began to roll. But for me, the more important and even more historic part came when Hulu debuted the web television series, Love, Victor. My response to Love, Victor was that it felt like the writers had been a fly on the wall to the conversation that my spouse and I had on the car ride home from the movie theater about all of the things we wish they would have done in Love, Simon. Because as wonderful and momentous of an achievement as Love, Simon was, the problem was that there were several things that had to be assumed to be true to get the happy, feel-good, guy-gets-the-guy ending that Simon receives by the end of the movie. The reality was that the easiest way to tell Simon's coming-out story was to have Simon be a white, upper-middle-class teenager living in the suburbs in a stable, liberal, two-parent household. I have always had a problem with mainstream heterosexual media portraying coming out stories. There is a well-intentioned desire to glorify and romanticize them to show those of us in the queer community that it is okay to be who we are and that there is no need for us to be ashamed. 
If we would just come out and be honest with ourselves, it will make everything better. I would love to be able to tell you that coming out is this wonderful moment when you finally get to declare to yourself and the world who you are. You are instantly seen and loved and respected by friends and family. Your life is made all the better and gets easier. The birds are singing and there are rainbows and butterflies and unicorns. I so want to be the one to tell you that this is the case. It just so happens to be the case for Simon, and I am so grateful that he was able to find his happy ending. But Simon's story is not always the way that things play out. Coming out is an intensely personal and contextual act. If you are lucky to have as much privilege as Simon, whether he wanted or asked for any of it, you are more likely to have a positive result, and even if you do not, it is likely that you do not have that much to lose. But what if Simon's story had been different? What if he had been a person of color? What if he had been from a family that was not well-to-do and was living paycheck to paycheck? What if he came from a deeply religious family that did not believe his sexual orientation or gender identity was acceptable? What if he came from a family that was going through the midst of a divorce? What if he was not the popular kid at school who was already well-liked by almost everyone? It is quite likely that Simon's story and his entire journey up to the moment that he decided to come out would have looked completely different. These are some of the questions that Love, Victor deals with, and they present what is, for me, a much more realistic portrayal of what the decision to come out is like for many of us in the queer community. Coming out is also not something that we decide to wake up one day and just do. It is something that we find ourselves doing multiple times with each new community that we become a part of. Our minds are in a constant state of asking ourselves the question, is the risk worth the reward? We know our decision to come out about our sexual orientation or gender identity can potentially influence all our interpersonal relationships. We are aware that coming out runs the risk of us being disowned by our parents to cause discord between family members that we have been trying so hard not to create in the first place. We are aware that coming out runs the risk of alienating and losing our friends who are not as okay with us as we are as we may have thought and who will all too quickly join the ranks of bullies and cyber bullies who will make our lives a living hell. We are aware that coming out can potentially have an effect in our workplace. We do not know if there's a fellow employee or client uncomfortable with LGBTQIA people who will put in a complaint to our supervisors that could result in us losing our jobs. 
We are also aware that our decision to come out and be honest with ourselves and others about our sexual and or romantic orientation or gender identity means that there are dozens of nameless, faceless strangers out there that we have never met and know nothing about us who may wish physical violence and death upon us for who we are or simply for our association with the queer community. We are constantly calculating and considering how and when and to whom we choose to come out to. Many of us have chosen to come out to friends, but will never come out to family or coworkers because we cannot afford the risk of potentially not having a roof over our heads or not have a way to earn a living. Many of us are afraid that the risk is too great and have made the decision that it is not worth coming out at all as much as we may want to. Coming out is one of the most difficult and arguably the bravest thing that we are choosing to do. It means that we are choosing to live our lives, our most authentic selves, despite all the risks that we know exist and how difficult that it may make our lives as a result. Tomorrow, October 11th, is celebrated each year as National Coming Out Day. National Coming Out Day was started in 1988 in the wake of the 1987 March on Washington for Queer Rights. The momentum from the March on Washington over the next year saw the creation of several LGBTQIA organizations and inspired psychologist Rob Eichberg and lesbian political leader and activist Jean O'Leary to, according to The Advocate, create a holiday that celebrated queer identities in order to decrease stigma and homophobia. As a progressive faith tradition that has been one of the leaders through its support for rights and full inclusion of the queer community, our UU congregations have become sanctuaries and beacons of hope for those who are looking for a community and a family that will love and support them for who they are. For us, there is much about this day that we have to celebrate. For it is our members and friends in the queer community that lend their voices, their stories, their time and their talents toward making our sacred spaces the beautiful intentional communities that they always have been and they hopefully always will remain. But make no mistake, even though we have come a long way in the 34 years that National Coming Out Day has first been recognized, there are real challenges and real concerns that the queer community still faces to be able to live openly in our society. While our decision to come out, be it all at once or in small baby steps, may be the step that we need to take on our own personal journey to wholeness, it is still a difficult decision and one that many of us in the queer community may not have the luxury of making. While there is much for us to celebrate, there is much in the way of support and pastoral care that the community needs, especially for those of us who are teens and young adults like Simon and Victor, who are struggling with our decisions of whether it is the right time for us to come out and live boldly as who we are. 
what we are looking for from a community is not only one that loves and respects us for who we are, but one that lets us know that we have a safe space amidst this wild and crazy world. We want a place where we can not only be our authentic selves, but where it is safe and secure to be those authentic selves. We want a community that is not simply okay with us being who we are. We want a community who's true, who truly and deeply loves us for who we are and is willing to take the equally bold step to say loud and proud to others that we are valid, we have inherent worth and dignity, and that we are deserving of the same rights and freedoms and protections as anyone else. We want a community who will not only celebrate who we are, but who will reach out and say to others beyond our church walls that they should be celebrating too, who should love us just as much as they love us. And if we are not there yet, if we are not at the point of being ready to come out like Simon and Victor, to have a community that will sit with us and let us know that they still love us anyway, and that same sense of safety and security will always be there for them and will never be taken away from them. To those of you in the queer community this day, whether or not you have decided to come out and whether or not you identify as a member of the community, I want you to know that I see you and that I love you for everything that you are and that my prayer for you this day is that you know that you will always have a community that will be here to love you and support you and give you the safety and security to thrive and be the beautiful individuals that we know you are and always have been. And to those of you joining us from your homes or wherever you may be joining us from, I charge you to help commit yourselves to fostering and creating that safe and secure community that those of us in the queer community so desperately need and to be the ones to embody Jennifer Gardner's words through your actions. We are hungry to hear and know that we get to exhale now. We are hungry to hear that we are still us and that we get to be more than we have been in a very long time. And most importantly, we need to know and to hear that safety and security will not only always be there for us, but for all of the Simons and Victors that may walk through the front doors. May it be so, blessed be, amen, shalom, assalamu alaikum, namaste. Thank you all so much. And thank you for this beautiful community that you've created into the glorious future that it will undoubtedly continue to have.